podcast. So thank you for being here today. And as always, our goal, or at least our effort, is to uh, do three things. We try to entertain, educate, and encourage. And so, you know, if we can at least get one of those things, we're all right. <laughs> but all three uh, is ideal. So that's what we, we try to do. We try to get guests that I think can help accomplish that. And I believe we have that here today uh, with uh, two lovely ladies from Monument Realty. And so I get, I can't tell you how, since coming to Monument, I get more questions about um, all of our marketing and branding. Everyone is like, ever since you showed up there, it feels like I see Monument everywhere. And I said, well, no, it's probably doesn't have anything to do with me other than the fact that you know somebody at Monument. And so you'll see me post certain things and now you you recognize it more. But I told him the thing is we have a phenomenal marketing department and we are very focused on the brand and we, the brand means something and the integrity of the brand is very big for us. And so as you see it, uh, and that's intentional, we want you to see it, of course, but um, the, the goal is for you to uh, see the brand, know exactly what Monument Realty stands for, and those who work for Monument, what we stand for. And, uh, and so people are always intrigued by how well we do with that. And I said, I can't take credit for that. I said, we do have some people who can take credit for it, and I'd be glad to introduce you to them. And so we're going to do that today. And so uh, our conversation today is going to be about the brand of you. And so whether you're an independent contractor, a real estate agent, um, uh, employee, a nine to five employee, everyone has a personal brand. Whether it's intentional or unintentional, you have a personal brand. And so what a brand is basically is part of your, uh, your imaging and your reputation. And, and, and so it is important, no matter what walk of life you're in, that you cultivate your brand and, and you put some time into trying to develop the brand and then you have to make sure that you are true to the brand because it doesn't work if um, the brand is one of your, your personal brand is one of being classy and professional and all that stuff. But we go online and immediately I see a, a, a video of you, you know, dropping it like it's hot and, and I, not, not that you can't do that. Right. But it's just, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to kind of maintain that brand when it's all about the turn up and all that stuff at the club and that kind of thing. So you have to, you have to make sure that you wear the, 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 the actions and activities and what people see with the brand so that it's all consistent. And so the ladies that we have here today will be able to, to talk about that. But before we even get going, let me just introduce who is here. So we have, first I want to introduce Amanda Simcoe, who is the Vice President of Operations of Monument Realty. And that's a very, very big task, big job, because she has helped to oversee just a an explosive amount of growth at Monument. Well, over the last two years, I think we've gone all the way from maybe 120 agents to a thousand agents, and you've been right there and uh, and in making sure that we are in position to to handle that and and accommodate these agents and and, and keep it going. So, sure. welcome, Amanda. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Very good. And we also have Emily Clayton, who is our director of marketing. And so, uh, Emily, um, even though she's from the University of Alabama, is still a very uh, <laughs> very bright and uh, uh, a wonderful part of this team. And she is responsible for that marketing that all of you see on a regular basis. And so, Emily, welcome to the Thank program. Thank you, Al. I'm going to ignore your comment on <laughs> education. Yeah, yeah. Now, that's, that's uh, you know, it Try is the... Try not to hold it against her. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we, we overlook it. The, the the product allows us to overlook where you where you came from. So we're, we're good there. And so, but before we get started, I just kind of want people to kind of know a little bit about you all. And I always like to ask 
questions that, uh, you know, will let us get a little insight into your personalities. And I did ask earlier, before we got on the air, just kind of what's on your, your playlist? What, what do you listen to? Uh, just whether if you're working out or uh, needing to, you know, just kind of blow off steam and a little stress. What, what's what's your go-to? What's on your... Well, we do have a lot of stress to blow off. Yeah, right. Right, so, um, I listen to rap music typically when I'm working out. Unless I'm cycling, then I'm probably listening to EDM or okay. house music. House music on, on the cycle, but... If you're lifting or running or anything else, it's it's yeah, a rap. It's really hard. It's well, it's really hard to do cardio to rap music because the beats usually are really slow. Well, it depends on who it is. Now, who who are you I listening mean, to? Well, I'm talking like the the EDM tempo uh-huh. of house music is just feels a lot lighter and like easier to like make sure my heart is still beating. Okay. <laughs> Whereas like if I'm listening to rap music, I'm usually moving a little bit slower because I'm lifting heavier. So. Okay. Okay. Who 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 are your go to rap artists? Uh, right now, Young Thug. But Young Thug. That's that. That's the University of Alabama coming out of it. Young Thug. Huh? <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, he's he. We won't get any more music from him because he's in jail. Oh no. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you know. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> but he's clearly staying true to his brand. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. You talk about brand. I mean, brand integrity right there, boy. Yeah. Okay, anybody else other than Young Thug? Um, Drake, Future, pretty much. That's, just, that's what I'm listening to. Drake right and Future. You just went to the Future concert, didn't you? I did. Thank you, Al, for yeah. me. Well, I, just, I mean, I, I did. Yeah, and you enjoyed yourself, too. I, did. Right? I had a great time. Cool. Very good. Amanda, what about you? What do you... Um, well, I will say Emily and I share an office, so we're always listening to music in our office. I really love Post Malone. Um, I love Morgan Wallen. I'm born and raised in Dallas, so I listen to country music a lot, but not when I work out. When I work out more like rap, I love 90s rap 90s and rap. R&B. Okay. Um, 90s R&B, too. Wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. I li- yeah. I, I'm, you know. I was raised in the '80s. I'm. I love '90s music. I feel like they don't make music like they used to. So, I I'll just stay to. I stay to that genre because <laughs> I really like it. I would agree with you. I think the. Uh, I think I like '80s a little bit better than '90s, but that's. I think it's part of getting older. You always think the decade before is a little bit better. Right. But uh, in all honesty, I think rap, the skill set in rap, is actually a little better today. But rap music is better back in the day. So yeah. 80s and 90s rap is is much more entertaining, or at least more pleasurable to me than, well, than a, stuff today. Just, there's a storyline usually. Yeah, it's not as repetitive. I feel like the music today, they're just like repeating themselves over and over. It's like the same lyric or whatever. <laughs> it is, and a lot of it's nonsensical. Yeah. It's yeah, just, right. you know, I'm like, I don't even know what that means. You know, so. Raindrop, <laughs> drip drop, you know, that kind of stuff, you know. <laughs> but the, that's, that's uh, and then you just like Two Chains is one of your. Two Chains, yeah. Yep, yep. And you knew the backstory. And Two Chains before he was Two Chains was, was who? Titty Boy. That was his. Um, he did a rebrand. And his a rebrand now, yeah. he, people know him as Two Chains. But if you listen to him in like the early two thousands, you know that he used to be Titty Boy. Titty Boy. <laughs> so, and then obviously someone <laughs> got in his ear it. and said maybe there was a, a need for the change rebrand. that brand rebranding. I'm sure that story is out there somewhere. I will have to look into it and get back to you on it. Okay, very good. Well, <laughs> well we learned something. You know, if you've already learned something. Remember, we said to educate. So we, <laughs> we've educated you on the origin of two chains. Uh, very You're good. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into it, guys. The um, I really think, especially now, the with social media being such a big part of the everyday life of people, that. If anyone is going to be very, I mean, it's cool to be, and we we can have this conversation because this is kind of what we talk about at Monument anyway. We, it's cool to have success, right? We people want to be successful or you know to do well, but at at Monument we really believe that the sky is the limit, and so it's almost like why lay up when you can dunk it. You know what I mean? That's kind of how we we move. You know, there's no need to if you if you got a chance to do a behind the, <laughs> behind the back reverse windmill dunk, 
do that, right? And so we want wild success for not just the company, but more importantly, our agents, because if the agents are wildly successful, Monument is wildly successful. And so and we know that right now, to reach that level of success, it is necessary for people to have a brand, right? We all have a brand, whether we, we know it or not, but there needs to be intentionality in creating a brand and then a brand that resonates with whoever your 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 market segment is. And so, <clears throat> and if you all agree with me, <laughs> then I think you do because that's, that's kind of how we operate. How does one first get to the point where they intentionally map out or design their brand? So no matter what, and I, I think this is no matter what the field. So we're in real estate, of course, but I think even just um, a, a teacher who is in the school district who has aspirations to be um, uh, more influential, not just at the school, but even move up the ladder, maybe become a you know, assistant principal, principal superintendent one day. I think it still starts with the creation of a brand and then the next step after that. But I want to first talk about the creation of a brand. And so we've got a brand marketing expert. we got a marketing expert. Even though she was educated at the <laughs> University of Alabama, she is still an expert. So, Emma, let's start with you. Tell okay. me, how, how, how does one go about it? I, I got Joe here. He's a new real estate agent, and he wants to try to make a splash in this industry. What, how, do you, how does he start? How does he decide how to, to create this brand? Well, I think you said the first step is doing it with intention, but I think even before that, the step has to be awareness of what you are currently doing with your life how you're spending your days is how you spend your life right so if you are going out and dropping it low <laughs> that if that's what you want to do then that's your brand you have to make sure that you are continuing to do that right and aware that you're that is what you're doing that's how you're presenting yourself to yourself and to the people around you but if joe is just becoming a real estate agent and he needs to figure out how he's going to present himself or figure out how he's going to get clients he needs to understand his values and what he how he likes to spend his days and how he likes to spend his life um and I think just becoming aware of how you are currently doing it is the first step and you can change it but being aware of how you're spending your days like what your intention is going behind if you're working out twice a day um because that's what makes you feel good or you're making sure you're reaching out to your family or friends once a week those little small things that you are doing are they do make up who you are and make up your brand so so before you go further that's a great point so what you're first saying is there needs to be awareness of who you really are yes right who your true self is and a great indicator of that is based on what you do mm-hmm. on a regular basis how you spend your days what you choose to do the choices that you make that is who you are and so you need to first be aware of here is me mm-hmm. And then evaluate that to see if there needs to be any modifications or anything like that yeah. if you now are trying to move into this other space. Right, but only do it for yourself. Don't do it for other people. I mean, you can you can bounce ideas off of other people. Or, like, I could call Amanda and ask her to describe me in three words. That's a really good way to get started on, like, figuring out your own personality and your own, I guess, personal brand. Um, so if you need to get started with, by like bouncing ideas off of other people or getting your closest friends or closest family members to describe you, that can also help because I know a lot of people struggle talking about themselves and struggle thinking about themselves or trying to figure out what their image is. So getting your community and your support system involved is a great way to get started on that. And then, you know, if you have goals and you write those goals down or you don't know what your goals are, thinking about those goals and then how your habits should change or stay the same um, in your current state as you are in order to reach those goals to continue building your brand. That's probably the next step. Okay. And then go ahead. So then basically once we've evaluated who we are and then we're moving into the next step of now crafting the brand and are you saying that the brand 
should be crafted based on who you currently are or is there do you base the brand on who you need to be who you need to present as in order to be attractive to the group of people who so you you've got a person who wants to be a real estate agent so if the if they are currently x but they really need to be or the public is looking for y to help them buy or sell a house does X have a chance? Can he craft a brand around being X and still be successful trying to appeal to somebody who's looking for Y? Well, I think the important thing to remember, especially nowadays where anyone can be anyone, is you want to make sure that you can continue be con- being consistent with your own, what your choice is to, to be whatever brand you are. So I think personally the best way to do that is to remain authentic and original because it's really hard to live a lie and it's really hard to, you know, we always present ourselves to people like, you know, first impressions are really important, but if you are not your authentic self from the beginning, you have, you have to live up to that impression that you set for uh, to other people. And if that's not your authentic self, you'll get tired. And then your true colors, not that they may be bad colors, but your true self will come out and then, people will notice that that's not really who they thought that their image of you was. And that's not necessarily your problem to deal with their perception. But if your goal is to make sure that you're perceived in a certain way, then you want to make sure that you are living authentically enough to make sure that your habits and the way that you are presenting yourself on a consistent basis are remaining the same. Does that make sense? I, I understand what you're saying. Um, but I'm not answering your question. No, 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 no. You, you are. Is is I'm still, but I think I'm I'm getting it. I'll let's. I'll well, ask. I think so. Step two. I think step two is to figure out who you want to work with, who you want to associate yourself with. That is, um, you know, very similar in line with what your brand is, right? So you know, yes, you want to be authentic and then you want to find the people that you want to align yourself with and your brand with that will help you stay true to that authenticity. So, um, you know, when you're in real estate, you can choose who you work with. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, most agents are just running around working with anybody that will respond to their phone call, right? But once you've been in the business a really long time, you really get to choose like who you want to do business with, who you want to work with. Cause you're at that level where you can turn business away. I mean, I've turned business away before when I felt like they didn't really, they didn't want to take my advice and, and they thought that they knew better. And it was like, okay, well, you know what? Like I'm here to act, you know, on your behalf and to be the expert. But if you already think you're the expert and you're not going to listen to me, then we're both wasting our time. Right. So I felt like that wasn't really a good fit. And so I just moved on because to me, it was a waste of time. If they weren't going to ever listen to me and then did what they wanted to do, and then they were consistently disappointed by the outcome, then what, what am I bringing to the table? Right. So I think first you decide what you want your brand to be, who you are, right? And then you find the people you want to align yourself with. Um, that's why I think a lot of people come to Monument is because, you know, they they establish their goals and their brand, and then they see how we are, and they want to align themselves with us, right? Sure, because sure. it only makes their brand stronger. I mean, they always say, like, you know, the five to ten people you hang out with the most is a direct direct reflection of who you are. So you have to be very careful on who you align yourself with because it is a reflection of you, whether you think so or not. Well, okay. And I think I, I'm, I get the point too. So what you're saying is, yeah, if if your true authentic self is, is what it is, then that group is probably who your client base would be. And so in other words, your brand is what will appeal to to those who would be uh, attracted to or inspired to or, or would want to be around you in the first place. So, and that's an easier, um, it's an easier balance with working with someone with kind of like thinking, like ideas, like-minded folks. And so then you have a, 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 an easier time working in that space with that type of clientele. Right. Mm-hmm. But I, I, to your point, I think it is very important to 
understand and recognize what your target market is looking for, um, especially in the age of, of social media and the industry changes all the time. So paying attention to what people are looking for, like what is trending is really important, especially for a personal brand. Like it used to be when social media got big a couple years ago on Instagram or whatever, people were, you know, the Kardashians were always sure. like, everyone was trying to be like the Kardashians. And now I think we've kind of taken a step away from like filters and I mean, I haven't stepped away from Botox, but like all of like all of the things that like m kind of make you who you're not and people, especially in real estate, they want to know that the person they're working with or doing business with is real mm. and authentic. So keeping that in the back of your mind um, while you're presenting yourself, you want to make sure that you're aware of what's going on. You want to make sure you're aware of yourself and what being a real person basically sure. so whenever an agent comes to me and is like i just don't i'm not getting a lot of engagement if you're always talking about informational stuff you're not relatable and you have to make yourself relatable and if you are just a boring person no, you're probably not you just need to think about why you have the friends you have like what again going back to my first point like revisiting who you actually are as a character and then how you can then turn that into what your goal is when you're trying to reach target markets. So very good point you've just made uh, because it's about engagement. And so if you come off as boring or inauthentic or, you know, just somebody's parroting a bunch of information, you won't get the engagement necessary to connect with someone who will ultimately want to do business with you. And so the thing to do is lean into that which you are. And, and so the conversations that you would normally have naturally, that would be a little more engaging, a little more in depth. Those are the kind of things that will engage with certain people, not, not everybody, mm -hmm. but um, you, the, those who um, would naturally be in your your sphere of influence, mm -hmm. it'll engage them. And so those that would be your target audience as far as potential clients. Right. And so I get it. That does make sense. Um, I was always thinking uh, that what one would do is sit there and say, okay, well, here's the group of people that I really want to be um, – the realtor too. So let's say I, I want to be the realtor to educators, teachers, or I want to be the realtor to first responders or independent um, business people. And then you would then try to craft a, um, an image and um, create a platform to where that is the group that you're speaking to mm -hmm. on a regular basis or that you're engaging on a regular basis. But now that you've said what you said, <clears throat> if that is not really me, then that probably won't be that effective because that group will know fairly quickly that, okay, he doesn't know anything about us. He's not, he's not of our, you know, of, of, of he's not one who knows what a teacher needs, what a teacher goes through, what we do on a regular basis. But and if that's something you're passionate about, you'll take the time to invest in understanding that person, that type of market. And then once you understand, you're better able to support them or okay. share passions with them. Okay. But if you're not passionate about it, like you said, first responders, we have an agent who I did brochures for, for first responders. She is very passionate about it because her dad was a firefighter. Okay. So it made sense for her to be a realtor for firefighters. Okay. But if you just are like, Oh, I want to be a realtor for fire. Like what is the passion behind that? What is the reason behind that? Because they want to be understood. Everyone is selfish. They want to talk about themselves. They want to be understood. So you have to seek to understand that type of market in order to be able to support them. Gotcha. So even if whatever the personality is, if there's a genuine interest in that particular, how do you, do you say niche and niche? What's the, what's the correct? Way to say that. Texas is niche. I say but niche. I say, I'm right. from Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I say niche. Okay. Uh, yeah, because you're from Alabama. Yeah. So, 
But the fancy people say niche. We're not from California. We don't. Say right. Niche. You don't say niche. But so <clears throat> I just want to make sure I didn't sound uneducated because we are trying to educate. <laughs> educate, entertain, and encourage. Tomato, tomato. Right. So if that niche or niche group is what you're passionate about, and then obviously some of that is is in you, that passion you have for them. So maybe you don't necessarily present initially as somebody who would necessarily work with that particular group, but your passion for that group has instilled in you enough stuff, for lack of a better word, that will resonate and allow you to engage with that particular group because you know about them, you, you care about them, they're a big deal to you. And so as you're communicating with them or, or presenting your brand to them, they will recognize your um, passion and commitment to them. And so therefore your natural bent, whatever that might be, um, will not distract from the brand because the passion you have mm -hmm. for that group does show. Yeah, and it's easier to be more intentional about it too. Whereas like if it's not something you're passionate about, you're just going to treat it as a task or you're more likely to treat it as a task or just go through the motions and like go, go with the flow or whatever. But if it's something that you're actually passionate about and it's something that you, you have care for, genuine appreciation for, you're more likely, your intention is naturally going to show up for that, that gotcha. group. And gotcha. people will see that. Whereas like if I don't want to go do something, like if you're gonna know, I don't want to be here. I don't yeah, want to feel forced, right? You know, right, right. Very good. Okay, that makes perfect sense. Now that makes perfect sense. So we know the group that we we're trying to go after, and then we start to to build the brand uh, based on our our personalities, our likes and dislikes, with the stuff that that is naturally us, and then it's infused by our passions for particular groups or particular things and now we we start to create the brand mm -hmm. of 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 us and then we need to get that brand out mm -hmm. into the public and so how do we how does that part happen so you've got this brand how do we now make sure that the public knows the brand well i let me backtrack just a little okay. bit and be a little bit more clear on the passions whenever I'm helping people figure out what their brand is, or especially on social media, but this applies to daily life. You need to pick three to five things that you're passionate about, three to five things that you really like to do. I like to listen to true podcasts, true, true crime podcasts. I like to work out. I like marketing. And I like, I don't know, funny. I have a, a really dark sense of humor. Okay. So you can probably see all of those things on my social media. You, you should see all of those things on my social media. But you have to make sure that you want you have a good understanding of the things that you are passionate about mm -hmm. so that way you can build on top of that um a lot of people think that building a brand happens overnight and it absolutely does not especially when it comes to social media mm -hmm. um i think to amanda's point following people that inspire you or that also align with with your vision and what you're trying to do um is a great way to get started um in real estate I mean, our brokerage has a thousand agents at it, follow every single one of them, and then they'll probably follow you back. But um, yeah, I think it happens, it's a very slow process, but you have to stay true to the process and you can't get impatient. There are so many people on social media now that it's really hard to stand out among others, but once you are always posting content or whether it's videos, pictures, educating, entertaining, encouraging people, um, having a good mix of the d different passions you have and then a good mix of being informational and also entertaining is what is going to keep people and maintain their presence on your page gotcha. or in your life. Well, and I think too, we live in a society of like instant gratification, right? Mm -hmm. So where you see like with working out, right, dieting, people want to do it for like two weeks and think that after two weeks that they don't see results, that it's not working. But it takes time, right? right? And marketing is the exact same way. I mean, you have to be patient. You have to be consistent. Um, 
and you have to be repetitive over and over. I mean, I can't remember what the stat was, but I think it's almost, you had to see something like 10 to 12 times before it actually like triggers in your brain that like you recognize it, Mm -hmm. right? And so, you know, you can't just post two times and think, oh, well, I posted twice and I didn't get any new followers, so it's not working. That's not how it works. I mean, I worked in advertising uh, for several years before I started doing real estate and, you know, with like direct mail, like you have to basically commit to it long term for over a year to really see any return on your investment. So Mm -hmm. Same goes with social media. You have to continuously post. And it's not just posting for the sake of posting. You have to be very intentional about what you're putting out. Um, You know, before we do anything, it's like, okay, what is our goal? Like, what are we trying to accomplish with this? Who are we trying to reach? What message are we trying to send, right? So you can't just post for the sake of posting. You have to be very intentional about the content that you push out. And then you have to be consistent with it. And over time is when you will start to see, you know, the benefits of that. But you can't think by doing it for one month or two months that it's going to, you know, reap all these benefits. Right. It, it's it's slow. Mm-hmm. It's a marathon, not a well, sprint. So. To, that, to that point, the benefits that you will reap, doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have 100,000 followers. Like, you don't need that many followers. You, it, you should be prioritizing the quality of the followers or the, the quality of the client over the number, um, right. over the, the quantity, um, because you want to make sure you can have a hundred thousand followers, but they don't align with what you want, or you can have a hundred clients, but they don't fit into what you actually specialize in. Um, so I think making sure that your goals are realistic when it comes to, okay, like this is why I'm posting, or this is why I'm presenting myself in the manner that I am. Well, and what you want is for that brand to allow you to now cultivate a relationship with these followers or Facebook friends and all of that stuff. And so it's really the forging of these relationships, the development of the relationships, that is where the business ultimately comes from. Because as they engage with the brand and they feel like um, they, they align with the brand and as you then present some call to action type of post or messaging, then they'll respond. They'll resonate that, that messaging will resonate with this group that you've cultivated a relationship with. And that is where business comes from. I the business doesn't come without the relationship. Right. I mean, and you see that very clearly with our, our relationships with the sports teams and, sure. and brands here. I mean, Monument did a great job partnering with the Cowboys, the Rangers, Dak Prescott, because those brands are highly respected in DFW and beyond and aligning, making sure that our vision and our values aligned with, we were very, very intentional with choosing the partners that we have. And so, so are the Cowboys Mm -hmm. that they're intentional with their branding and their marketing. So they weren't going to partner with a real estate company that didn't align. And I think we do, we've done a really good job of, of making sure our brand is up to par f- in order to have a, an outstanding relationship with these great organizations and brands. And because we started s- smaller, these partnerships have allowed us, our brand, to grow by being in relationships with the, the, the brands that we're, we're in relationships with. Absolutely. It's a, it's a masterful strategic play by Monument. Monument is only a five-year five-year-old company, right? And what Monument has been able to do by leveraging these relationships, and the only way you can even get into relationship with these brands is that there has to be a level of excellence associated with your brand. And the brand has to be, uh, there has to be some integrity behind the brand. So in other words, the brand can't just present to be one thing, but on the backside is a raggedy mess. You know what I mean? And so one Amanda as vice president of operations, one of your key functions is to make sure that the brand is what the brand says it is. And so for us, professional, productive, positive is what we are. And so one of your big things is to make sure, Hey, look, this is what we say we are. This is what we're supposed to be, and and you you you're there to make sure that look we can't have any of the you know we we can't have any fall off we can't we can't 
diverge from that because our partners expect this of us. Our clients expect this of us. Our agents expect this of us. And this is what we are. So this is what we, that's why we attract the type of agents that we attract, attract the type of business that we attract, and we're able to grow our partnerships. You know, obviously we've got a really big announcement coming up soon. We can't talk about it just yet, <laughs> but that's because of right. being consistent to the brand. And yeah. so you want to speak on that? Yeah, well, I remember, so I started uh, with Tiffany and Eddie when we were at Keller Williams in Frisco, right? Mm -hmm. And so I remember we were a team of, like, five agents. <laughs> and uh, when the star was being built, Eddie is like, yeah, our next office is going to be at the star. And we were like, okay, all right, Eddie, okay, like, okay, <laughs> this guy, like, come on. Eddie's always been a big dreamer, dreamer but it served us well, you know? Sure. Uh, so he would always say that, and we're just like, okay, like, as we're all crammed into this tiny little office that six of us are, like, sharing, you know? Sure. Um, but, you know, he made it happen, obviously. And I think long, I think he had that vision, like from the very beginning, like first step is let's get to the star. And he had to make, I mean, I can't even remember the amount of phone calls, email. He literally drove them crazy. I think <laughs> they finally just let us in because they were like, this guy's <laughs> never going to stop. Right. But it was so, intentional. Right, right. Very intentional. Right. Uh, but, you know, at that time we were like nobody. We had maybe like 12 agents at the time. I mean, we were very small, mm -hmm. but I mean, that's, that's that was Eddie's vision and he wanted us there and he got us there. And then when we got there, then we started slowly making moves to kind of, he wanted to show them like, Hey, we are what we say we are. And, you know, we acquired the associates. Uh, we started really growing. We grew from like maybe 35 agents to about hundred, 125, maybe 150 agents. And then at that time, it's like we were really started to make a name for ourselves and the Cowboys noticed, obviously we had that relationship with them by being, in the, the star, star and at the star and um then they kind of slowly we started getting awards and things like that by, from the dallas morning news and we started really making a name for ourselves and we started attracting other kind of like-minded agents that wanted to be a part of everything and then we had you know we made that deal with the cowboys and with dak uh and then also the rangers and that just really kind of caused us to have to really elevate our brand and our marketing pretty quickly because the last thing you want to do is have partnerships like the Cowboys and not have your marketing where it needs to be, right? Sure. So it, it really forced us to step up our game. And not only by doing that, but as we were continuing to grow as a brokerage and adding on more agents, we saw where we had to really enforce a lot of like guidelines as far as marketing and stuff goes, because if we weren't being consistent and we weren't portraying ourselves the way we wanted to be portrayed um, as a brokerage, then it was only going to negatively impact, you know, our relationships with our sports partners and things like that. So that's why we have to be very strict. And, you know, we do have our agents send us stuff to make sure we can approve it and that it, it is, um, you know, cohesive with our brand and we even updated all of the contracts to have all of our brand guidelines in there that's like you have to you know, you have to abide by these guidelines and it's not to be mean, but marketing doesn't work if it's all over the place. You have to be consistent. You have to be cohesive. And so as we continue to grow, it's something that we have to always continuously look at and improve upon to make sure that what we're putting out there um, is consistent, not only with Monuments brand, but the brand, the branding of our, our sports partners as well. Sure. Yeah. And I think also that association with the sports partners uh, has forced, and, and obviously the monument branding has always been been superb in my opinion, and, and it's only gotten better. The agent, the individual agent who partners with us, they have to bring their marketing up to another level too. And so I think there's a huge benefit to any agent who comes over because their marketing then is able to align with, the company's marketing, mm -hmm. and then we're also aligning with all these hyper-local uh, entities that mean so much to Dallas-Fort Worth. Not just Dallas-Fort Worth, but the Cowboys are, you know, international, mm -hmm. right? The Cowboys International Rangers locally are a huge thing. And so and Dak Prescott being the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys is a big thing. All of those d things align in such a way to where if the individual agent who partners with us takes their marketing up to another level, they're able to utilize those partnerships to take their brand to a whole another level. But the brand has to be consistent mm -hmm. with the excellence 
that is expected by our other partners. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, we'll sometimes talk to a prospective agent and let them know that, hey, we, we've got to, you know, we'll look into your your social media and all that kind of stuff. We're not looking to, to try to criticize or say that you need to do anything differently. But if we see that, you know, this just doesn't align with what we've got, and I'm, I'm scared to death that you're going to try to stick that cowboy star on some of your activities, mm-hmm. and then it will be grand opening, grand closing. We can't, we can't <laughs> do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's, uh, you know, we, we don't ever look like we're just being so exclusive and you can't come to Monument because, you know, this, that, the other. But we have to protect the brand. Healthy right. boundaries. Yeah. Healthy boundaries. Well, That's we good. have new agents come over all the time that may have teams or they have their own individual logo. And so they'll send them to us ahead of even coming over. And we're always willing to work with them, but... Like if your logo is, you know, hot pink and turquoise, well, that's not going to work with us. So we can help you, you know, kind of adjust it a little bit to be more in line with our brand. Um, But yeah, I mean, you stick a yard sign uh, in a yard with the Monument logo on it. Yeah, there's, I mean, people know who Monument is, but you put a yard sign in the yard with the Monument logo next to the Dallas Cowboys star. I mean, that just elevates, you know, Everything. It Everyone knows, even if they're not a Cowboys fan, because there's plenty of haters that right. live here in <laughs> Dallas, they know the Dallas Star, right? right? Like, they know that Cowboys Star. And so um, I think sometimes when agents come over, they have to understand that, like, you – just like – they're aligning with us as their broker, their marketing has to align with us as well. It doesn't make sense for them to join Monument and then their, you know, branding be completely opposite, right? Right. So the ones that fight us are the ones that you just can't see it. Then, you know, a lot of times it's like, well, maybe this isn't the right fit for you. Right, right. And that's okay. It's okay if we're not not compatible Mm -hmm. because why would you force something that is not, it doesn't make sense. So... And again, I think when you're choosing relationships, when you're choosing the people that you're serving and they're choosing you, if if you, you don't align on key things, right, it's kind of exhausting because if they don't align and then they come over, then it's a constant battle from the right. day that they come, you know. Right. And so I think it's too in choosing, like, who you choose to market to, who you choose to be your target audience. If it's not if it's not an audience that's not going to get you and they and they kind of maybe they're they don't align with your core values then you're going to you're going to waste a lot of time and energy trying to please people that are never going to be your people right. you know what i mean right absolutely absolutely and that's, and and just like emily was saying there's nothing there's nothing wrong with somebody choosing to go and be with another group because their ideas don't quite match yours and that's right. that's fine we wish anybody much success yeah. if, if you go and do that but uh so no that's 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 good so finally I'd, I'd like us to to kind of end by talking about the how important it is now for an individual whether it's their real estate or insurance or whatever but if they're trying to to get um engagement or get noticed on social media their ability to create content is is really kind of the most important thing now because that is what gets you to stand out everybody in the mother is on social media but now it's a battle of how do i stand out how do i now get noticed in this sea of like everything mm-hmm. right that's everything is out there how do we create uh, content that allows us to now, you know, jump ahead of everybody else and possibly gain market share. So what, what's the strategy there? Well, first, you identify your passions. You identify the target audience or your target market. And then you have to identify your strengths and weaknesses. So we're talking about posting all this content, videos, photos, informational stuff. If you are not good at something, you need to outsource it or try to get good at it. You have mm-hmm. to put I don't, it's 10,000 hours in to get good at something. <laughs> I've never done that. Oh, okay. yes. <laughs> a lot of hours, right? <laughs> um, but you have to identify that. So then, you know, you identify your strengths and your weaknesses. It's okay if you have weaknesses. Um, we can't all be good at everything. But then you outsource whatever that need is. If you don't have a good camera, you get a photographer or you go get a camera. You, uh, you have to figure out 
who in your circle that you are associated with can help you elevate yourself. Um, so if you are a real estate agent and you're coming over to Monument Realty and you think marketing is fun and exciting, but you're not you don't have a degree, you probably shouldn't do it. You should probably leave it up to the marketing team or, or a marketing expert or a social media manager um, to, to help you elevate from that point of view. Um, you st- I always tell the agents here, I am not a real estate agent. I just got into real estate a year and a half ago. Is it really a year and a half ago? Um, I don't know anything, so I leave the content up to up to the real estate agent. I leave it up to Amanda, and I just make it look good because that's what I'm good at. But mm-hmm. but I stay in, I make sure I stay in my lane, and if there's something that I need, I make sure that I am outsourcing that. I'm not good at social media, believe it or not. So we have Caroline Berhewell running our social media accounts, and she does a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. So I think identifying your strengths and your weaknesses and pairing that with your passions and just being very consistent with it, whatever that looks like, there's a plethora of opportunities. That is just what is going to continuously build the co- the foundation, and it's going to be very sturdy. Yeah. So anybody who has, so this is obviously how Monument Realty agents, there's a huge advantage they have being with us because we have a such an outstanding marketing department that can do a lot of this stuff for them. Uh, but those who are at other places or in other industries, I think the same thing applies, though. If necessary, they need to then outsource or find some entity that can help them do the the marketing aspect or help them create the content and get that information out there. Because what they want to do is to – that piece is so important um, that you can't really leave it to, to chance. Right. And in fact, the deal is – we always talk about how uh, you can have an agent who is the best person to write a contract or best person to run comps or list a property. They, they're excellent at it. But that agent will struggle to make a living in this business if not enough people know how good they are at doing those things. Right. right? And so that makes the marketing part of it so much more important. And unfortunately, a lot of the careers – uh, prospective agents get wasted or end prematurely because they never make the connection on how important it is to promote the brand of them through executing properly on a marketing mm-hmm. campaign. And it's a lot of hard work too. Sure, like of course very, it is. The intention behind it, it's it's demanding. It's it's a lot of hard work. So that's why I say outsource or you know delegate the tasks because unless you are like full throttle ready to get into it with yourself and you have the time to invest in it and the effort and the willingness, you just have to understand that it's a lot of hard work, which is why we have a a department at, at the company because Eddie has recognized Eddie and Tiffany have recognized that there, there needs to be a, a, a group dedicated to just that because if we leave it up to the agents, then we don't capitalize on their success. We don't capitalize on the good things that they're that they are really good at or fantastic sure. at. Well, what you are sorry, man. Oh, I was gonna say, I think sometimes too people overthink things so much to a point where they're they don't do anything, right? right. So I get that yes, you wanna be intentional. Yes, you wanna be consistent and you wanna be cohesive with your brand, but don't overthink it, right? Uh, social media, the way that it works the algorithms that are set up, the people that are going to see your stuff are the people that are already interacting with you anyway. So mm-hmm. you don't, if you have 3,000 followers and you're worried about pleasing all of them, don't worry about it. The people that don't interact and look at your page aren't going to see it anyway. It's sure. the people that are already looking at you, interacting with you that are going to see this stuff. So instead of, you know, sometimes we think too much that no action ever happens and that's like the worst thing, right? It's better to take action, do something, just post. I know... When I started doing video, when I was an agent, I hated doing lives. Like lives was really big, right? Right. I hated doing it. So I would just, I knew I wouldn't do it if I did a live. So I would just record myself in the car and then post it later, right? right. Because that to me was easier. But at least I was posting something out instead of just not doing anything at all. And I think when you first are getting started, 
maybe if you don't have the budget to find someone to help you or to pay someone to do this for you, at least just do something because something is better than nothing. And as long as it's really, you know, in line with your brand, it's, it's reaching that audience that you're hoping to reach and it's portraying you for who you are and your authentic self, that's going to attract the people that want to work with you and want to do business with you. And I think sometimes people think like in real estate, we see, you know, uh, selling sunset, right. And like million dollar listing. And it looks all this like glamorous and stuff, but some of the best videos and stuff I see are the, like the not glamorous stuff. Right. And that's like, you find humor in that and people want to see that because it's, it's not all rainbows and butterflies every day in real estate. It's a lot of hard work and you encounter a lot of crazy people and a lot of crazy situations. And I think that's what people want to hear about. And that's what people want to see. I agree. Yeah. And I think that's, that's far more relatable. Right, to, to exactly, because they want to be able to relate to that. Right. Yeah, well, I've even had people reach out to me or they tell me later that like, well, I was going to call you to see, you know, about having you list our house or help us buy a house, but I know you only really sell like the expensive, you know, because right. you're at the star, right? Uh-huh. Or you're you're aligned with the Cowboys, so you only sell like million dollar houses. Right. And it's like, no, like, you know, I, I love that our brand is that elevated that sure. people see us as luxury, uh-huh. but we don't we don't want to miss out on, you know, anything that's just, you know, the the average uh, house is sure. like, what, 350, 400 these days. And I sell plenty of those. Right. So, uh, wow, this has been good. Y'all, this, this was, we did this, this was uh, almost an hour oh, of, wow. of stuff. And y'all were absolutely I amazing. People are still listening. <laughs> <laughs> They're still listening. You guys were good. You guys were very good. So, any is there any parting uh, piece of advice you would like to, to share? Do you, I don't have anything off the top of my head. It's all right. That's okay. Thank you for listening. I'm an expert, but I'm always li- I'm always in a position to continue learning, especially because the market is changing in real estate and in you know marketing. So, I think my last and final piece of advice would be to just put position yourself in a place to always be learning. Like you called me an expert, I'm not good at taking compliments, but like I know that I c- there's always a way or an area for me to be better. So I'm always trying to balance the line of I'm really good at what I do and mm-hmm. I'm I, I know it and so I'm going to make sure that I'm presenting myself as such but also allowing myself to be a student and learn from the people around me or from the market itself very good I like that Amanda is there anything you want to leave us with no, I think just to Emily's point, I mean, you always have to be evaluating where you are and where you want to be going. And you have to be, you know, you have to be able to adapt to change um, the market shifts, right? Uh, things change. So just always be constantly looking at your brand and how you can make it better and how you can grow it and making sure it's aligning, you know, with your your core values, with your mission, um, with the goals that you've set because they're always evolving and your brand has to evolve with it. So. Absolutely. Wow. This was good, y'all. Thank you very much Thank for hanging for out with us. And, and those who are listening, we would love for you to uh, share this and any likes or subscribes would be greatly appreciated. And we will see you next time. Thank you very much. Thank you.